Hey guys, here we are, the Quigan Out MMA Podcast. This is episode 23, the BKFC 14 special. We've got Kevin Smith, and I know everybody's going to say that's not Kevin Smith, but if you don't know who that is, you haven't been watching this sport long enough. And the one and only Britton Hart. How we doing, guys? How we feeling tonight? Just a few days out from fight. Feeling good. Feeling energized. Ready. So I appreciate you taking the time more than anything, really, because... Here we are, we're literally three days away from the fight, and the fact that you're even taking the time for an interview kind of shows where your mindset is, that you're just kind of, you seem so relaxed and so chill. Like, how do you keep in that mindset knowing that, you know, three days away from, you know, busting hands and faces? I think that, you know, we've got to go out and work really hard. Like, here's the days that we're going to bust our ass and work as hard as we can. We're going to grind, 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 and you know, you know, we, we have, have to schedule, schedule like, this, this is our last hard day. And, and then, you know, you know the last few days have all been about stretching, relaxing, keeping the sharp, keeping the technical, and just keeping the spirit. So I've been in the gym all day, Monday, all day, Tuesday, so it's still long days. But I've been around great people, working on stuff in and out. Um, and I help train a bunch of kids. I help train some other females in the gym. I work with a guy today, so I work fast enough to catch his hands, and I have to move wrong. So some fun, fun competition, competition and, and, and just, you know, and being, being a good spirit. spirit. And, and, you know, this game is about being mental, so I'm actually surrounded by the best people right now. And, and so, so that's, it's, it's easy, easy for me to relax. I did my part, I worked hard, I put my body through torture on hard days. So now it's all about keeping it, keeping it together and loose and destruction and, you know, being ready. So being ready, being on time. When you're ready and on time, things happen. I don't, that was not a dig at anybody else on the show for showing up later. Not at all. Uh, so for all of you who don't know, the owner of Smith Brothers Combat, you do so many things, Kevin, that I literally had everything written down and forgot it all already. So um, kind of introduce yourself to those who don't know you. Um, I'm still laughing about somebody challenging Britain uh, about catching hands. Um, so <laughs> talk a little bit about what you <laughs> I would, I would like, like to, to see that. that. Uh, I've been there for that one. I've watched Britain uh, take care of the guy. What did I do? I, 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 I got in. I was a fanboy, man. I got in. I watched BKFC one and 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 then started stalking Dave Feldman and blow up his phone and say, man, I have to be a part of this. I sent my resumes, showed my medical background, I ran operations, I did it all, and I said, I can do whatever you want me to do, and he. He brought, he brought me on board. We haven't looked back. back. He's been. Uh, it's, it's turned into family. Uh, whatever they want done, I, I get done. I started off really as a medical director, but now as a sports rowing. Um, as a sports rowing, we've, we've upped the ante quite a bit. Uh, we brought in uh, Tommy Sponza from New York, Melissa, and we've uh, brought in um, uh, Muzzy, Dr. Muzzy, uh, who is a neuro guy and uh, does a lot of. Work, work with brain injuries and CTE. So, so we got our game. So, so uh, my role as a medical director is probably in first a little bit, but I'm there for whatever they need at all, and, and they know that. Uh, and then on the second start, of, you know, I've been, I've been always involved with fighters um, and helping them out and sponsoring and doing this that. I just think, you know, I'm, I'm going to go get my license, I'm going to go to school, and I'm going to learn more about sports management because I saw a lot of fighters getting just taking advantage of um, 
guys coming in, companies coming in, saying, well, you know, your sign here will manage you and give us 20%. And, uh, uh, and they're, they're advertising some stuff, stuff on Facebook. Facebook. It's, it's not the real, real deal. deal. And, and that's, that's what we're doing. We're creating a, a family um, among, among the family. So everyone in Bear Hut was already feels like one. And, and now, now Smith, Smith Brothers together, we've got our team. team. Uh, in my opinion, it's one of the strongest teams out there. We've got the strongest girl out there. We've got Tyler Goodjohn. We've got Lorenzo, who's a beast. We've all seen that. And I, I can go, go down, down the list, Bobo, Ben, and Jason Fish. Then they, they, I mean, there's, there's 30 people now. It's crazy. No, no when I said woman, that's Britain. That's, 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 that's our only girl. girl. That's our only girl. That's the way it's been for now. We got just a moment. But it is a family. We're going to, this will help us. My job is to go get some guest sponsors. But as we get larger, we're going to get doors and deals from large companies. And then we can share that well. And that's kind of what we're doing. Um, right, right now, now we, we've, we've talked, talked personally, I'm talking to some really uh, large corporate companies. Um, and, and I said, at the same time, time I tried to help them bring it in for Bear If I can, can bring a little bit of money in for them, um, that is, it's, 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 it, it pays, pays it all the way, way around. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a mutually beneficial thing because if you're bringing in money for your fighters and for the organization, that's got to trickle back to your fighters. And I mean, I've seen all your signings and watching them one by one by one by one. And it's amazing because you're right. There's so many managers who just walk over and go, sign here, do this. I'm going to take 20%. And yeah, that's it. So I'm going to switch it over to Britain. What's it like well, having. Oh, one more. Oh. One more. Britain, Britain received my contract. contract and in, in the contract, contract she, can, she can say her hands. Say absolutely. absolutely. In, in the contract, it's not a percent of all contracts, it's, it's an agreement. agreement. And, and it, it stays, stays in there. there. If, if I don't do everything listed that I say that I'm going to do for you, you don't, don't pay me. It doesn't say the partial payment, but you don't pay me. And that's, I'm, I'm not in, in, I'm in it for the money. This, this, is, this is, is not about, about getting uh, 10% of $2,000. This, this is, is about building this board, building the fighters. And if I'm not doing a good job, don't pay me, walk away. And that's, and that's it. it. And, and that's, that's what no, nobody else is good at that. You know? you know? so, so that's what, what I've dedicated to, uh, to, to all my players that they've got. Um, where I worked from last night, night and they know I'm giving it everything. everything so. So. Well, yeah, for sure. So, Britton, I'm going to let you jump in on, on what he said because you're just smiling from ear to ear. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, coming from someone you know, I'm kind of the same. It's kind of cool to me and Kevin have that comp because I actually went to school for sport management and I did it instead of saying thing, like, you know, especially being a female, not only a fighter, but a female, so many people think that they can take advantage of you and walk over and that you're just so naive. And when I started, I kind of had learned the hard way and I said I was never going to go through that again and that. You know, I do the sport with the passion and the love to be the best I can be in it, not to, you know, just make a quick buck. I think when you get shortcuts and stuff like that, that's when people really mess up and fail. When you do it the right way, that's where the longevity comes from. And so just to hear Kevin talk about it, that just makes me smile because it feels good to know that people look at the longevity of sport rather than, oh, what can I use this person for in a short amount of time to make it what I got, you know? And I just think that it goes to like using the word and the term family, and you know, it's kind of like a mutual beneficial thing. You know, I had a manager before tell me, "See this piece of paper? I owe you now. It's like we're married." And then it was just like, I mean, uh, jeez, and those glimpses. It's really hard for me to like 
you know, yeah, I can see yeah, I've, I've been, been a little bit everywhere. That's because, you know, I'm always looking for, for the, the good flags and the red flags. So, so you got to be careful when, when you're in this business and, and, and in any kind of management kind of group. You know, those, those, those are the things. things. No, and I feel like I look at this, this which, which I think we were talking about earlier in, in, in pre-conversation, not in this interview, but things, things that are behind the scenes. You know, when, when you sign an agreement and have a job, like, those are the things that you gotta abide by. You have to show up at this time, this way. That is your job. And I look at it as an agreement, like with me and Kevin, like if he gives me this girl, doesn't matter who it is, what the what the situation is. I have a job. Go in there and knock her out and win. And I take my job serious. So just know that the manager and the people out there take their jobs serious. Just I mean, it kind of shows the pride, passion, and the sport all together. And I really don't think you could have said it any better. And I just love the glow that's on Kevin's face right now because he can you can absolutely see the, the, the family aspect. And I get that from any interaction I've ever had with Kevin. I don't even know how we met, how we got together from that first BKFC. But he always looks like a chicken with his head cut off when he's running around. <laughs> he's going, going, going. And he'll always apologize. He will make it a point to come back to you. 30 minutes later, he'll see you in passing. You'll be like, so sorry about earlier. Had stuff to do. Had stuff to do. And you're like, dude, it's okay. <laughs> like, I understand at that moment, that's that's the the mindset you're in. And that's the, you know, you the go mode. You know, it's just like fight week for you. Except, Britain, you're probably one of the calmest people I've seen on fight week. Um, and that's saying a lot. Because um, I've interviewed just a few fighters. And I've never seen anybody who's just like, oh, it's fight week, you know. Just kind of relaxing and eating your spinach salad, what it looked like. You're eating healthy, so she's she's making weight, so we're not worried about that. <laughs> um, so talk about how, you know, the two of you entered into that, that management kind of conversation, Kevin. And I'll start with you, Kevin. Like, not so much that you were already involved with BKFC, but how did that, that approach come where you were like, I want her? You know, um, when, when I first, I was in Tampa, I was with uh, Will from um, uh, from Mississippi. He had a fight going on up here, and I found out about Britain fighting, and I reached out to her, I think via Facebook text, and I said, hey, man, I'd love to fly you up here to Tampa and hang out with these people. I think Mayweather's going to be there, stuff like that. He said that he had worked with them. It was even Mayweather. It was a pretty big name. And, uh, and we just kept the touch, and then she moved to Florida for a little bit. Um, and, you know, how can you not love Britain? And I'm just a fan of And in regards to this, uh, when I saw, it's exactly what I said from the start, when I saw these puppets gobbling people up, and I, and I, all I thought was just pit my stomach, I just, I reached out to my friends. It wasn't, it wasn't more fighters, it was more friends, people that I reached out to that I respected, that, that I cared about, that I wanted to be a, you know, be a part of this team, so. Um, you, you take a look. You take, take a look at our roster. It's, it's a very eclectic group. It's not. It's not um, like like Black Zillion, a certain specific uh, fighting style or something. It is. It's a very eclectic group, and that's because I went up with people that have have had made an impression on, on me. And I think that makes all the difference in the world, and especially Britain. Again, you're smiling. Uh, you just keep doing it. But it's he saw something in you. You know, something that made him want to pursue you. So I think that's a really cool feeling to have, especially as a fighter, knowing that there's somebody out there not only looking out for your best interest, but moving the the sport forward, the company forward, the division forward, whichever way you want to look at it. But 
I feel like at the end of the day, it's kind of like Big Brother, like, hey, I want to I want to help you out. I want to, you know, get this uh, where you want to be. You know, let's count it 30 if, you know, the time before Kevin got on the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> but really, you you do stand for something else. Like you said, you're not somebody who's who's there to, to talk shit. You're not somebody who's there to, like, be someone you're not. And, I mean, you, you just come across as such a genuine person. And it's right. If I saw you and had no idea who you were, I would never think in a million years you were a fighter. And I think that's the beauty of this sport is that you can't just look at somebody and go, you know, that's that's a fighter there. That's a fighter. You know, it's like watching. Take somebody who's never watched a combat sport before and let them watch somebody who's super muscle, you know, super lean versus somebody who's got a guy and watch them pick the person who's going to win every time. Because they're going, oh, no, no, that guy's that guy's going to burn out like you have these weird 
you know, misconceptions and, and ideas behind fighting. So it's really cool that you're just like, I really don't care if they think I'm a fighter. I'm going to get in there and do it. And I mean, honestly, looking just at your bare knuckle record, look who you've had to fight. Like, you've had to fight some of the toughest women uh, that are in that entire organization. I don't care what weight class. So realistically, like, this is exciting for you to come back and be able to to shine again because you've done bare knuckle, you've gone to boxing, you've kind of, like you said, you're trying to find your home. So, you know, do you feel that bare knuckle is could be your home or should be your home? Honestly, I think both. I think that it could be, and I think it should be. I'm willing to work hard for it. I think that I've shown that. No, I fight even if they give it. And I'm a smaller girl. I don't let that get in my head. I prepare for it the best I can. And, you know, I try two different ways. You know, when I went to Bare Knuckle the first time, you know, Rebecca, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you move too much, you compete for too happy, this and that. And then so the second time, I tried to be more calm on that. So, you know, it is a sport to everybody, not just me. And I feel like that's something that, like I said, I could be a real star and should be a real star because I'm not batting this uphill climb with boxing or MMA where, you know, there's so many girls that have been in it so long. I'm starting fresh like everybody else. And then, um, you know, no, why can't I? Like, like that's, that's really what I should be asking is not should I or could I, but why can't I? What's, what's stopping me? You know, the fact that girls are a little bigger than me, I mean, I can not smart them be quicker. I can gain. I mean, that's not going to bother me. I feel like I've faced worse outside range that I had in the ring. So I almost swear it's kind of a break. Um, and if people don't see that, look back to pay them, like, that's their fighters, like, you don't, you don't know, know who's fighting, fighting you know, people fighting cancer, cancer fighting other worse things that are outside the ring. Um, so, so just to go in there and show that you can fight things that are bigger than you. Like, again, it does a lot. And, you know, I've gone out there and I've given them my all to pair. I take things very serious. So even though I'm funny and you'll see me do stupid things like TikTok and dancing, I take things really, really serious at the same time. So I think it's about finding balance. Um, with, with anything you do and still taking things serious um, with the others I do. So really, you know, bare knuckle, I don't think should I or could I, but it's more, well, I can't die and go on to and I'm here to prove that, that I belong here. And I, I long to be that hero. I long to be that different, you know, that different type of fighter that sometimes I think we really need. And I believe in that. Again, speechless. So we're going to switch it over and let Kevin talk a little bit. So I can get my uh, get my bearings back there, but really, everything she said is everything that <laughs> everything that bare knuckle stands for. You know, I I've I've said it before on the show, and I mean, I know when I first saw it, I was like, this I'm gonna hate this. I wasn't a big fan of boxing, still really not, but you know, that's that's a different story. Um, but I remember being at. The first one of the first BKFCs at Tampa, and I heard a knuckle hit a head, and I said, "That is the worst sound I've ever heard in my life." And I said, "I want to see more. Like I have to see more." You know, somebody who's watched MMA for the better part of a decade, who's gone back and watched all the old stuff, all the old Pride fights, you know, some of the old Valley Tudo fights, like those were brutal. Those were incredibly brutal. And there's something almost poetic about the bare knuckle aspect of it. Because Britain, Britain said, you know, it's, it's newer to everybody, but at the same time, it isn't. You know, this is something that's been going on since the, the mid to late 1800s. The revival. The revival. 
but who would have thought this would be a revival? You know, because people said, you know, it, it took people a long time to really warm up to MMA. There's still people who don't understand it, but I feel like people are warming up to bare knuckle faster than they did MMA because it's something carnal inside of us. It's something, you know, go back to the Coliseum, the gladiators, like people want to watch carnage. They want to watch that. But at this time, now there's skill behind it. It's not just two guys who can box or two girls who can box. Britain said it best. There's a lot more that goes into it than just footwork and, and hitting. You have to be smarter. You have to be, you know, in a sense where you can't be inside your own head too much. So talk about this revival of, you know, the sport, Kevin, where you started as a fanboy, and here we are 13, 14 events later, toe the lines out now. Uh, I mean, talk about how just in your experience, how it's grown exponentially and probably more than most people uh, thought it would. Well, well you, you know, know, the, the growth, um, the, the growth has, I mean, you, you really set it for me. Um, the, the UFC didn't, didn't take off like this. Um, and there were several reasons, several factors that it did grow. Uh, obviously, it was a new sport. Um, but they didn't have a full talent to necessarily go from. They went and got the guy that, that maybe was, was a karate instructor somewhere. Bringing a guy in from uh, the downtown Detroit that was a street fighter. And, and then where did they go from there? They didn't really have a full of people. We, we've got two, three, four pools. We can choose from Muay Thai champions, kickboxers, MMA, pro boxers, and look at that pool we get to choose from. And, and now look at the talent that we have. Who doesn't want to watch it? And that reflects the numbers and how fast it's grown. And I'll tell you, the, the, the word I used was, was freight train. It was a freight, prior to COVID-19, it was a freight train. And we, it was going to be our biggest event in Kansas. And unfortunately, this happened. This is a, a pandemic that everyone's dealing with. It's a, it's, a, it's a worldwide thing. But it stopped BKFC temporarily in the track. But look at the, the perseverance that... Uh, David Falvin had in getting this sport to go, going from state to state to state, knocking on doors, getting the doors slammed in his face. Well, he kept going. Well, right now, he's still going. Even though there's a pandemic and, and the majority of the shows are shut down, he's still going. He's still doing his best to put on shows, not just for the fans, but he knows these fighters need to eat. He knows these fighters. Uh, this is what they do. This is who they are. And that's that's if you want to ask me why does that growth phase like that, that? It's, it's, it's him and his team, you know. Um, I think uh, uh, I can't really say the name of who called Dave. I was with him one day, and somebody very important in the UFC back in the day called him and said, Man, he goes, This is growing so much faster than the UFC ever did. He goes, What you have is firepower and all. And uh, it was funny to hear that coming from such a, a legend in the sport. So I have but, a feeling uh, I know who that was, but I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's, that's it. it. So it's, um, it's, it's, uh, you, who, who knows what, where, I mean, I know this year, uh, 21, we're going to be in uh, several other countries. That, that's a huge step right there. Um, you know, and, and, uh, the Till the Line series, that gives us so many more fights, um, that, that we're going to, I mean, literally every two weeks is going to be a bare knuckle fight. And where does it go from there? You know, it, is, is another league startup. startup. These, these leagues start up as, as a as a segue into 
um, in, in the bare knuckle, knuckle and in the BKFC. So, so uh, just, just hold, hold on tight. tight. That's, That's what, what I can say. say. Just, just hold, hold on tight right now because it's uh, it's it's the it's, it's the, the show, man. It's the next big thing. Well, I think that's the coolest part about it because, again, you know, you said it about pull, the talent pool that you had. You're right. The UFC didn't have the talent pool back in 1993. They had single competitor, you know, people coming in, karate, Muay Thai, jiu-jitsu, street fighting, Tank Abbott, because I'm just going to call Tank Abbott his own sort of sort of thing. But you're right. When it kind of started, you saw a lot of people almost on the tail end of their career. They weren't doing so great in other sports. And you've seen like a rebirth, um, you know, coming out of these. And I, I like the freight train metaphor. And I'm just going to use you just you just had a layover. That's all it was. You had a layover. You had to, you know, change conductors and, and get get back going. I never thought I'd be making train references. But here we are. Um, realistically, though, it's grown so much. And I mean, the last event. The fights that are coming up on this one, which will be a great segue for Britain, is really some of the best fights you guys have put on. You know, some of the best matchups there, and they're only getting better. You know, the last event, even with a limited crowd, I think there was one guy who booed the entire event. That's it. There was no boring, no like stalling, no none of that. There was a just there's action. And I feel like the two-minute rounds, everything about bare knuckle, and I'm sure Feldman says it in the back, you know, like, go out there and put on a show. Don't go out there and, you know, run around and try to, you know, do this, do that. Go out there and put on a show. And that last event, in my mind, is probably one of the best events you've had, and I can't wait for this Friday's. Because, really, yeah. it's, it's only getting better. Man, Man we, we, we say, say that Britain, you've been there for this, too. They, they say, say that every event, event and, and it's, it's true. true. Every, every event is... is blows you away, and every event is better. You know, I mean, we've been to some, but every every fight is phenomenal. And then Daytona, and then, I mean, it's just one after another. I don't know what's my favorite, what, what, what my favorite fights have been at, because there's just so many phenomenal fights. There's so many phenomenal fighters. There's there's so much character in these people. Um, and, and I think now, now what's happening is a lot of people start to relate to it. And, and that's, that's where you're, you're getting people that, that now they want to see their favorite fighters. They they want to see, um, you know, uh, I don't want to throw any names out there. I'll, I'll so say one. They want to see Caveman in there, and they freaking yeah. loved it when he was. So. <laughs> Great example. I mean, there's so many things. The people that, that bring that character. And I think that's what the, the, the heart soul of Bear Knuckle are these fighters. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm blown away, brother. All right, Britton. We've let him talk long enough. <laughs> You're the star of this week. I kind of want to get a little bit more of a backstory on you because, again, bare knuckle is not something you go into lightly. Um, if I, It looked like you had a, a shiner on one of your knuckles already. I'm just going to call it a shiner. But um, <laughs> So talk about, like, how did you end up getting into bare knuckle, um, you know, and boxing and competing in general? Well, I think that, honestly, um, with even with boxing, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that like to roll the dice, and I think sometimes I just kind of reward, and, um, you know, then at the beginning, that's kind of like how boxing is, you know, for me, they say, you know, if you hang
I just made it a point to be in the hospital the most I could every day out there. I never always been that dedicated. You know, any gym that I've been at, you know, I miss days. I've been there every day. I'm the first one in, the last one leave. And I've always had that mentality since I started. And um, I think that if I, I took these risks in boxing, and I went and bought... Um, and I think from her walk in terms, she's gorgeous, she's a girl, and I think that one was really what solidified my, my, my name into the fight, and that's what put respect on my name, and actually when Bobby was there at that fight, he saw the fight as well, and I was kind of, you know, the opponent, the one coming in that, you know, was just supposed to help her, her record, and, you know, I remember, so classic, the great, I remember in the ring, smiling, like, like, I, I smiled when I was in the ring. I was like, oh, shit. I'm actually going to do this. Like, I can beat this girl. And, um, you know, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't win. Um, it was a, you know, a loss. But I'm telling you, the whole fourth round, everybody was cheering my name. I heard it. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm in Delaware. Nobody knows me. And I'm not the, the, the favorite. No, I'm not favorite to the win. And I can hear people yelling and shouting my name and to go and do it. And, and afterwards, you know, I was just giving so much respect for her. And, and then Roy, you know, came, came over and was like, dude, you are the toughest girl. Like, hand down. So they actually invited me um, to come stay down there. And I was a sparring partner. For when I've heard the next upcoming fight. So, so I, I got to take advantage of that by rolling the risk. So it kind of shows that, you know, even the success that I lost, but like, you don't have to look at losing as a loss or a failure, but a lesson learned and possibly opening the door. So from that fight, um, people really, I really earned the reputation of being extremely tough and durable and hitting really hard. Because, you know, when I hit her, she did not like. She did yeah, not want to fight in her mind. This girl is kind of worried. Like, let's, let's go. So, when Barry Knuckle um, asked me to fight at first, I was like, you know, I'm a really appreciative person, and everybody likes that it's not my style and disrespectful. And I thank you for thinking of me. I'm going to focus on boxing. I had a big boxing fight in Atlantic City. And, and then um, after that, they came back and they're like, oh, well, that boxing match is done. I'm ready. I mean, when you put it like that.
I wouldn't go back and change a thing. I would have done it, you know, I would have done it, and now I'm like, look, you know, I have more experience. I'm ten times better. I think that I'm way better than what I thought back, and that says a lot, because, again, if I could go back and change it, I would do the exact same thing. Um, as, as far as, as taking the fight, you know, no, of course, course I would change a few things to win, but, you know, I don't regret taking the bare knuckle fight. And then, you know, looking at it with Christine, you know, again, a super unfortunate, but I don't find myself saying, oh, man, I should never take the fight. I should have the hell was I thinking fighting that girl? I don't think that. And I never thought that. So the fact is, is like, you know, you know, I'm just, just ready, ready to, to, to still prove and be there. And I feel like with Bare Knuckle, that's kind of what got me into it. It was like, like you know, I'm not, you know, because you know, some people think that I'm special type crazy to do it. But, you know, hey, I have answers to that too. But I think the best people in the world are considered crazy at first. But look, they do the greatest things. You know, people that invent things and are dream makers and really become something. They all fall crazy in the beginning. So, so that's not something that really bothers me, but, um, you know, I think that just, you know, you know when, when you look at it, if someone pisses me off, if, if someone, someone makes me mad enough, I will gladly go out to Walmart and beat their ass for free. So if I'm going to go to Walmart and fight for free, why wouldn't I do it as, like, so to me, there was the rationalization there. Like, if someone just disrespect me and I was like, going to go to jail or anything, I would punch them in the face with bare fists all day long. So, you know, I just kind of talked myself through it, like I said, with bare I feel like I did there. I feel like I belong. I feel like I belong. I'm deserved. And I'm ready to work for an earned position of being one of the best in the bare championship. And before anybody gets too far ahead, besides the Walmart thing, because... The worst person to say that comment in front of was probably your manager. But, you know. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> so. I would if I could. But, like I said, there's too many. I'm a, you know, I, I do believe that fighting teaches you self-control at this point. So, I'm, I'm, let me tell you this. I, you'll be proud. I was in Las Vegas. Walking down the sidewalk, like, I'm telling you, I stayed there, you wouldn't believe what I had to go through just to get that type of training to work. I slept on a mattress and, like, you know, a house that we wanted to go into, but basically, I had to walk all day long because I didn't have any money, it was too expensive to Uber, and I didn't want to be staying in places that I shouldn't be, and, you know, I think that's a bad situation. So I walked all day until it was time he picked up and go to the gym. Yeah. And, and this girl behind me was wearing, like, you know, underwear and red. And she was like, I was talking on the phone. She was like, yeah, bitch, blah, blah, blah. I turned around. I was like, are you talking to me? She was like, yeah. She just covered her mouth. And I was like, oh, I'm just talking on the phone. I wasn't talking to you. I didn't mean any disrespect. But she followed me. And, and I'm telling you, I was on the phone, and I was like, yo, I'm going to turn around and knock this prostitute bitch out. If she keeps talking, does she know who she's talking to? And thank God, I was talking to her, and they're like, no, that's normal. Just be the bigger person. And I'm telling you, she followed me for, like, a minute. Like, she followed me for, like, a hundred feet at least. She's running around. And I swear, it was the hardest thing to do, but I just felt like, you know, Learning yourself, control, and discipline. Like, I knew that if I punched her one time, she'd probably fall down 
floor and I have a heart attack and then I go and get deal with that, be in trouble. So I just have a and she eventually left me alone. So I do have I do have that control and discipline, you know. But you know if it was up to me and I didn't have consequences I would have nailed and faced. <laughs> Kevin's down there just going, Oh my god. So, before I got too far, I love what you said about not going back and changing anything. Um, Because you said, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I'd go back. I would have taken that fight. I was sick. I was, my leg was hurt or this or that. But the fight you took against Beck was a split decision loss. It wasn't like you just got destroyed. You know, that was a fight that was hotly contested for your first bare knuckle fight against somebody who had been in the MMA game for quite some time. I love that you said, obviously, you changed the outcome and changed a couple of things, but you took a huge risk there, and I feel like it's paid off because here we are still talking. You know, that fight was two years ago, and you talk about how much better you've gotten in two years. That scares me. Flat out <laughs> scares me. So talk about your fight this week. Um, you know, we're three days away, um, and you're fighting somebody who's also new to the bare knuckle game. So talk a little bit about, you know, your preparation and, uh, you know, I don't ask for game plans or, you know, if you study tape, but, you know, it's been a couple of years, you know, like about a year and a half since your last bare knuckle fight. So talk about, you know, the time in between and, and your journey back here. Sparring, skills sparring, actually sparring, like 
people that are way better than me, people that look and have all different shapes and styles, and I just feel like, you know, South Hall, it doesn't really matter, like, man, I've just been really in there fighting, and that was one of my things from the Vegas fight, too, someone said, I'd like, make sure you run and those are the two most important things, and you know, I've always been challenging myself when I go to gym and see the guy far and doing something. I get ready and I'm like, hey, let me, can I jump in with you? Um, so I'm really like ready where you can hear some girls that are like, all right, get ready and go and get so and so. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, dang, he's really good though. What if I get hurt? And I'm just like, oh, we're ready asking for those rounds. So I think that that shows the difference too in my willingness. So, so I learn and be willing to learn. So I'm highly teachable. It's like, like I soak it all in. So, so anyways, I think the 13th, this Friday, I, that's why I'm so excited and relaxed now because I've grown so much more confident with what I'm able to do and see and um, the, the new weapons that I have, um, which I think are extremely effective. So. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm excited to show. Like, you know, like it's, it's kind of scary to think about. Man, that fight, I think I did really shock the world and look good. But, but holy cow, look at all, <laughs> look at all the things that I was doing that I could have fixed that would have made a big difference. And, and now I feel like those things are fixed. So, so man, man, like, I'm just ready. You know, I'm not saying that I'm going in there and I'm. You know, you know, looking for the knockout, who isn't, who doesn't want that, but I really feel like I tried that aspect before, and sometimes that would get you caught up. So I feel like seeing it, and waiting, and, and looking, looking for what's there, you know, it's going to come to you with patience. And I think that I've shown that as far as, you know, being in the game, hanging out with Barshaw. So I'm looking for that win. You know, I've been around long enough, and I keep coming back, so I don't want to have that quick mentality in me, so I really think I have something to prove this time. I, I also feel like we should just give you the nickname Barbershop at this point, <laughs> with the story that you just gave. I So, we'll switch over to Kevin. I know I, he looks like, he looks so tired, and I appreciate you taking the time, brother. So, talk about, like, how exciting it is to hear a fighter Talk the way Britain is talking about, not only about the organization, but being one of your fighters. Um, you know, just that, like, joy. Like, what does that, how does that make you feel, um, you know, seeing her like this just a couple yeah. of days before a fight? It's, it's short and sweet. That's everything you look for in a fighter. You've, you've heard, heard, you've heard everything she said. She, she lives this. this. And, and she, she, she said, said, I deserve this. this. And, and I'm going, going to get this. this. Not I think I can or I might. I'm, I'm going to get this. this. I'm going to get the next level. And that's, that's it. it. And it's short and sweet. She, she, she lives this. this. And, um, and it's so much fun. To be, look at the passion. Look at, look at her face. Look at the excitement. And, and also, like you said, Matt, look at how relaxed she is. This is a major fight coming up. This is, this is her. This is the worldwide stage again for Britain to go on top. She's going to be on top. She's going to win. It's going to be a great win. Um, but, but that's, that's, and I like the way you put it, you know, short, sweet, to the point, but you're right. The relaxation, the the joy, you know, you see fighters that are just like, they hate doing interviews. They're like, it's fight week. I just want to focus on this. And I feel like so many fighters, and I know I'll bring up Rickles just because it's the one that comes to mind, you know, 
him joining BKFC, but him and I have talked over the years. It's been probably seven years that we've been talking at this point. And he'll always mention how mental this sport is. And I feel like bare knuckle is even more mental because in an MMA fight, you get taken down. You have a moment to kind of think about what's going on. You have a moment to try and recover, try and figure out what's you don't have that in bare knuckle, especially in bare knuckle, because that ring isn't that big. That space isn't that big. And your opponent isn't going to waste any time because you don't have a five minute round for you to kind of warm up and, and get into your groove. And a lot of fighters have talked about that, too, how that's one of the hardest things to come overcome is that that two minute, you know, that goes by so fast. Um, and I mean, I know as a, a spectator, a journalist, whichever you want to call it a fan like it goes by so fast you're like what round was that like you lose yeah. track of it so i can't imagine what it's like for you guys to be in there and going okay okay we we got we, you know you're not thinking about the time and i feel like a lot of bare knuckle fighters they're not trying to coast by and, and and get a decision um i think i've seen more stoppages than decisions which is amazing to watch um because you have two people who want to go out there and especially you know, Britain, like you said, you're looking for the knockout, but not, you know, you're a fighter hands like 100% fighter, because that's what you have to do. You know, you see a lot of fighters. It's kind of like watching white belts in the gym and jujitsu, you know, a white belt that's got the energy of like 200 people. And they're like, da, 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 go, 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 go. And as they progress throughout the belt system or throughout your fight career, you calm down. You slow down, and it's not because of time. It's not because of age. It's not because of injuries. It's because, yeah, it's that mental aspect. So, <laughs> oh, poor cat. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to give you crap. Um, but really, like, I love that you can you can both relate to that, and I, I see it in Britain's face, too, because that's what it is. And since I've done it every episode, I think, um, I got my blue belt in June. So that's how I feel like when I see these other the white belts, you know, I'm I'm five months removed, but I see it was like the day I got it. It was like somebody was like, hey, here's another door to open. Just watch. Don't do anything. Just watch. And it's changed kind of every aspect of it. So, you know, I feel Britain saying, you know, because every fighter says, oh, I'm, I'm the best this time around. I'm the best this time around. It's all about the circumstances surrounding it. It's about the people you have around. It's the managers, specifically in this case, because I, I feel it's safe to say if Kevin was around when you first started, you probably would have never left Bare Knuckle. Like, you probably would have stayed, um, but your journey wouldn't be the same. So it's like one of those things where having somebody looking out for you um, is very important in this sport, especially with everything that's going on. So, um, really it's just exciting to see how it's progressed and to see somebody like yourself who really has that mindset of i lost okay what do i do next what do i have to fix and you know they say you've said it before and it's been said countless times you learn more from a loss than a win you don't need to be a fighter to understand that logic um but i feel like what you do with that loss what you do with that setback moving forward shows the character and the kind of person that you are. Exactly. Thank you. Definitely, because this is more to go, you know, we're definitely looking for that winning champion status, you know, I said, it's a fighter, you know, being a real fighter sometimes, you know, I think that, 
bell on set it, and you know, you know sometimes you hammer, sometimes, sometimes you the nail, you know, but you know, you go out there and give it your all, and you're a good buyer, and you know, the people and the fans, and that's, that's why people go to BKFC, is because you know, they have respect for the fighters, give it their all, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely, and I love I love that analogy too. I'm a, I, obviously I always love analogies, but it is. And Joey Beltran's the perfect example of somebody who's been both. I mean, the guy fought at like five different weight classes. I know it wasn't five, but really he's fought all over the place, and he found his home at Bare Knuckle, and he just looks better and better. So, you know, it's exciting to see. You know, Kevin said the pool that you've brought in; these guys know how to fight. The hardest part for them isn't learning how to fight or learning how to adjust. It's making sure that people like Tiago Alves don't throw a leg kick during the middle of a fight. And I think he said that after that fight with Julian, where he was like, the hardest part was just remembering not to be able to throw a leg kick. Uh, so, you know, so many times, you know, there's so much difference. So uh, what I'll save this for, it's getting a little bit later. Um, I want to talk about the sponsors, you know, the people that are getting you through, not just the sponsors, but Britain now the training partners, the coaches, and who's really a big part of, um, you know, keeping you in this game and keeping you focused besides Kevin, of course. Right. right. And, and sorry, sorry, I think I had my phone's got to get, get low on battery, so I'm going to put it on charger. But basically, um, you know, the sponsors that I have, um, Hafton Service Center, um, Ricky L. Tuckinson, Wood Products, Math Valve, um, Smith Brothers, Combat Sports, of course. Um, and, and, you know, know Lux Boxing Gym and my coach Marcus Love, everyone in the gym, you know, I, I teach kids boxing on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 6, and they're so pumped for it, and they give me so, so much joy and motivation to it. Um, one, one of my sparring partners, a girl named Keisha Bradley, she just went to Tennessee and was totally the underdog for that fight. And no one knew that she was training with me and I was a sparring partner. She went up there and totally upset Tennessee, beat the girl, like wildly beat her. And she, she came, came back to the gym and told me, yo, Britt, she's like, that girl, every time that girl hit me, I kept thinking, oh, my God, Britt hits me way harder than this. So I could take it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yo. So I have to give her a shout-out, big shout-out for that. You know, that we've been pushing each other really hard this month, not only for her fight, but, you know, it's been good work for my fight. So um, it's just been like, that's why I'm in a good mood. That's why I'm so relaxed. That energy is like, Everything, you know, when you give and you give and you give, that's when people, you know, they see that and they give back to you in the way they can. And that's, you know, in the form of like belief and support, and all those people are behind me. So I got to thank them a big time. You know, they're all excited. The copper kettle I work. So that's another thing with this crazy COVID and Corona. Like, I really gave up, you know, working because I really put fighting to be my full-time career and job, but it's so hard as a fighter, and you have these fighters go out last minute, and the fights cancel last minute because of Corona and COVID, so I just wasn't making any money, and it was hard on, so anyways, I have a job at Copper Kettle now, and man, I love it there too, like the people there, like when they find out they have given so much respect and support, they want to play it on their TVs, they download the app, I have you know, people came, came down, down by a VIP table all the way from Virginia to come down to Miami. So the support is unreal. So you thank, thank you to all the people. And that's awesome to have that um, support because I feel like not a lot of businesses 
I mean, now I think it's just they're happy to have, you know, hands. You know, they're happy to have people willing to work. But for them to be able to support you, knowing what you do, um, and wanting to showcase that to people, I think that's pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So cool. So I'm glad you were able to talk about all them. So, Kevin, who do you want to thank for everything that's been going on? Uh, and, uh, you know, you can throw your little plug out there for the Smith Brothers Combat because you guys are growing exponentially. And uh, I'm really excited to see. Uh, I saw the, the expansions coming at your building. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it started growing too fast. And growth has to be controlled. Um, to do it right, you have to do things in the phases. Um, and, and that means bring on the proper team. It, it doesn't mean bring on bodies. Um, it, it needs to be people that are passionate about what we're doing. Um, because, you know, like, like uh, David Feldman and, and David Feldman Jr. and these guys, they don't want to um, give up certain things that they do because they know that they do it right. Um, it's not that they don't trust anybody that they do it right. I do things a certain way. And, and I want to make sure that I give everything. I want to make sure Smith Brothers Combat Sports whether it's the gym, the training center, the consulting, the management, it gives everything. And so, yeah, it's, I've, 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 I've actually slowed it down a bit. I've got um, six agreements in place right now with uh, six gyms in six different states where we're going to have the Smith Brothers. Did you guys lose my voice? I'm still here? Are we good? Smith Brothers Combat Sports Training Facility. Um, in these gyms where these guys are either a uh, past um, a coach of a, a bare knuckle guy or have been involved with, um, sorry, I've got my daughter trying to pass me something very sweet right now. Oh. Yeah, so, 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 so that's the growth. I mean, and it's not just randomly going out and getting a, a gym, a gym name. You know, the, some of the best names in the business that I'm speaking with right now. And, and, and both boxing and, and, and MMA, MMA and, and uh, even dealing with Muay Thai guy. And, you know, some of the fighters that I work with have their own gyms. And it's, they've been there. They've done that. They've been in the square circle. They fought bare knuckle. What better place to, to send people that are interested in not just training, but there's so many people. You'll see it online. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump and I'm going to be a bare knuckle fighter. My first response is how many amateur fights, how many pro fights, you know, what you can Oh, oh, I've never had any amateur fights. I've never had any good fights, but I do. do. And, and right out the bat, you know, yeah, yeah I have no problem sending that to a training facility, but it's, it's, that's, that's what they need, and that's what people need, is to be able to have a place to go. Um, let's say let's say Britain uh, decides to relocate to California. We've not, not said it would happen, but there's, we've got a gym with J.C. Lama, Who's uh, uh yeah, you know, JC's you know, a killer in every in every aspect, and he's a great bare knuckle fighter. And there's a gym in Bakersfield, California, that we can say, Hey, there's a place for you to work on that. So, um, and and now we're, we're this is becoming international. Uh, you know, who we've added to our team, um, with, with Tyler Goodjohn, and uh, oh, it's, it's, it's getting worldwide attention now, so making sure that, um, that we grow. We, we grow, grow with Bare Knuckle Fight Championship. Championship. We, we grow, grow at the pace that we need to, to not too fast. fast. So, 
So, so that's, that's where we're at right now. So we're, uh, we're a gym, we're a, gym, we're a management company, company, we're consulting, we're coaches, we're fighters, we're, we're a family. That's what it is. And I think what it what it all comes down to is is the family aspect. Because I think you've said that more than any other word tonight. It's just it's been family and that's what fighting should be. That's what you know, it like you said, it's not a contract, it's an agreement. You know, and having you know, putting that right out there and saying, If you don't do this, this is it. You know, not I own you. That that was still shocking to me, Britain, that you're like that you even had to deal with that. Um but it is it is a family, and you see that with everybody that interacts with Bare Knuckle. You see that with the fighters. Um, you know, I've heard fighters talk bad about every organization that's on the planet. I've heard people who work for those organizations talk about how it's the worst place to work on the planet. And I don't get that with a single Bare Knuckle guy I've talked to. I don't get that with a single Bare Knuckle employee. Like, media, it doesn't matter. Like, they either like it or they don't, and that's that's fine. But really, at the end of the day, it seems like you guys have created something that needed was needed in the combat sports arena, something that was needed in a time like this, especially, you know, where you can have people to rely on. But at the same time, you got to put food on the table. You know, you've got kids, Britain. I'm pretty sure you have kids, too. We talked about the snow globe. So, uh, yeah, you got you got to do what you have to do. And I love that Kevin's there to support bare knuckles there to support. Hopefully the world is there to support, you know, a late Friday the 13th we have coming up here in November. So it still feels like uh, October hasn't ended, which is fine by me. Um, but really, it's a family. So we'll round out the show with one last thing. The main event, Palomino or Eilers? Which way we lead in? I'll start with you, Britton. Uh, you know, honestly... I, I, I know. I, I think it's, it's going to be a good, good fight. fight. I, I really, really do. do. I, I think, think it's going to be a good, good fight. fight. Um, I, I really don't even want to say exactly who, who I think has got it. I think they're both going to be put, put up a good fight. fight. So I'll, I'll like Kevin answer that one. <laughs> okay, so I've got the perfect answer. Jim Ehlers, uh, the, the bare knuckle beast, is, is uh, a guy that I've got to know and become a friend with. And, and you know what he does, does out there, there and he's, uh, he is a beast. Um, on the other side of the canvas is a legend. Um, Palomino, the baboon, he's, he's a legend. He's a killer. I don't, I don't want to choose. I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to give you that, Matt. I'm not going to give you satisfaction. Um, there, it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be a great fight. Um, and, and, and either way is, uh, uh, there's, there's, as long as these guys go to war, there's, there's no loser. And I really don't think that's even a, a question. So to wrap everything up, Britain, thank you so much. It was absolutely a pleasure to meet you. I wish I would have got to see you while you were here in Florida, but next, next event, I think we'll, uh, definitely have to touch base. Kevin, thank you so much for facilitating this. Um, really, thanks for being on the show. I know most people don't ask you to be on the show, but I mean, really, for what you do for these fighters, um, the organization and the community at this point, you know, a community that I grew up in, really. So um, it's pretty exciting and pretty awesome to see. So on behalf of Combat Press, I forgot everything I was going to say. <laughs> 
Uh, EpicJitsTees.com for the awesome logo and shirt. Uh, La Barba Cubano for making my beard still look good and smell like pumpkins, even though it's not October. Um, check it out. Appreciate you guys. And Britton, I know you said you're not looking for the knockout, but get that knockout on Friday. I'm, I'm getting that knockout. <laughs> so on behalf of all of us at the Quick and Out MMA podcast, a.k.a. me, have a great night, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you.